Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Side Hugs. So in our full Workplace Hugs episodes, we're really breaking down a book in depth. And as a little friendly reminder, our Side Hugs episodes are different. In these episodes, we're talking about a question that you're grappling with, advice we wish we would have had, or a workplace hack. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, though, the goal is still the same. We're helping all of us build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy, but without a whole new degree. So today, we are kind of merging two topics. We had a topic come in from an Instagram listener who shared that she's really searching for ideas for team building or recreating office connections when she only has a staff of five. And then another topic that Rami and I have been talking about a lot, just like offline, is how do people have fun with their teams in a remote setting? So we've got like this remote factor going on right now with the coronavirus, and we've got like the small staff thing to think about today. Rami, what is your first piece of advice on remote working or small team working? I think the first thing for me is like, what do you, what do you and your team normally do for fun? Like, what does your company, do they have fun? Is fun a thing? Because I think (laughs) I've worked at places where like fun is not a thing and you don't have fun. And so like, what are you trying, what are you trying to do now that you're remote? Like, that's not going to work out. If you never had happy hour before, having a virtual happy hour will not work. I also worked at a place where we had happy hour a lot, right? And I've connected with some of those people and they still have happy hour, right? It's not the same in that they share the same drinks in front of each other. But what they do is they all, um, I think what they do is each week someone picks two bottles of wine from Trader Joe's that are under, I don't know, $10 or something. Uh Everybody gets those two bottles and they do the same wine tasting. They just do it remote, but they all have the same bottles. So like they feel like they're in the same space and it's something they used to do. It's something they're, they're used to doing and it's a way that they have fun. Yeah. And so it's how can you recreate the ways that you used to have fun in a digital setting? Now, if the way that you used to have fun was flag football, then maybe you need to find a competitive way to still interact that maybe isn't physical. Maybe it is physical. I don't know. Maybe you do a push-up contest and you watch each other do push-ups. I have never been in a part of a workplace that was, that's actually a lie. We had a push-up contest, uh, a push-up, what do you call those things where like you add a push-up every day? Oh, I don't know. But yes, I've also been a part of a physical workplace. Do you remember when the planking thing was huge? I wish it was still huge. Then I would have abs. (laughs) Somebody forced me to plank more and I would have abs. Yeah. So we did a planking thing in one of my workplaces. um, And I could see that being a thing here. Like, so that's what I mean. Like do something physical if you're a physical environment, but in a digital format. So I think that's the first piece is, is there a way to digitally do the things you physically did? If you didn't do things, well, I'm going to say good luck because it's usually the company itself that doesn't like to have fun. And so forcing fun in a remote setting is even harder than in a not remote setting. Cause at least there's like physical peer pressure, which yeah. in forcing people to have fun is usually a, an okay thing to have. I would say normally peer pressure is not an okay thing to have, <laughs> but once you get remote, it's a lot harder to force people 
to have fun. So it really helps if there's something you're used to doing that you can digitally start doing. Yes. And I want to be like a little bit more compassionate than that than like the, well, like, good luck. If you didn't have fun before, you're really going to have a hard time having fun now in a remote environment. If I'm thinking about this woman's question around like team building with a small office staff in a remote environment, I remember when I made the move from big company to like literally teeny tiny, 11 people, maybe four to five people in the office on any given day. And having this expectation that quote fun was still going to look the same, right? Like fun was going to be plank challenges and flag football and happy hours. And that isn't what fun looked like, at least in my small staff experience. Fun looked like being more in line with what you shared of like, what are these people's interests outside of work? And how do we mimic those inside the office? And I think you said something earlier when we were talking about this of let people's passions take place in the workplace. So there was a woman on this team who was an herbalist. And that means like literally she think like Eastern medicine, like she's treating people through herbs. Not Uh, a botanist. Not a botanist. (laughs) Not a botanist. And so we would have really great conversations about that and about whatever her passion was or myself and another person on the team, we really loved sushi. And so we would have conversations about sushi with such a small... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I want to unpack this. So what is a conversation about sushi? (laughs) Like, oh, I could really go for some sushi. That's how, that's how my conversation with my wife goes. Hey, Rami, I really Pretty want much. sushi. Okay, let's let's unpack that. What kind of sushi? Do you want warm rice? Do you want cold rice? Do you want really sticky rice? Do you want the just the fish? Do you want the fish in a roll? Oh, my god! Do you want a hand roll? Do you want a sushi bowl? Yeah. Do you, do you want... want... A... Anyways... <laughs> What kind of soy I mean, sauce? How much wasabi? Just, maybe, maybe that is all our conversations were around me. But my point is, when we're working with a small staff environment, we have to acknowledge the intimate passions of these people, right? Because they're not going to be the people that are just going to like go with the flow, big team target, and be like, yeah, let's do a plank challenge today. Like, oh my god. Danny would have rolled her eyes if I was like, let's do a plank challenge. Like that would just not be happening. Well, and I think you're right on the nose here. It's like, how do you, because you're a smaller team and we're kind of shifting gears here to smaller team, because you're a smaller team, I think the ability to get a little deeper exists. So whether that's doing Enneagrams, whether it's um, going back to one of the episodes we did on chronotypes and talking about your chronotype and how you work best. I think because you're a small team, you have the ability to have deeper conversations in a way that isn't as weird. And hopefully people are willing to be a little bit more vulnerable in those situations. And so take advantage of it and, and let those, those flags fly. I think to Shannon's point, let people's passions like come out and give people the give people the space to do that so if someone's really passionate about music maybe they're your dj and maybe they're always the one driving that yeah um i think to shift it back up to remote i think i very quickly dismissed the idea of having fun if you don't have fun but i think the big thing about having fun in a remote setting is being inclusive I think the same thing goes for being in a physical setting, but even more so in a remote setting, because it's really easy for 10 people to get on a call and for seven people never to say anything and for three people to think they had a really good conversation when seven people didn't say anything. 
So my advice on that is how do you how do you force everyone to join in? I see my wife's team doing this. They do a really good job of it. So the other day, they were all about to have a meeting they didn't want to have. And they said, all right, we don't want to have this meeting. What we're going to do is before the meeting starts, we're all going to go find a random hat because we all happen to be working remote in our house. We're going to pick a background that matches that hat. And that's how we're going to take this meeting that we don't want to have. This is just amazing. I love this so much. That's great. Right. And so, like, I'm going to find a Disneyland hat. I'm going to put myself in freaking Disneyland because that's where I always want to be. And that is going to be a fun way for us all to interact and maybe, like, get to know each other a little bit more because, oh, Shannon has a hat that says uh, Bemidji on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. She's going to tell me about a time she went to Bemidji and why she bought the hat. And so I think that forces you kind of out of that and also lets you connect with people in a different way. Yeah, I'm reminded too. I don't know if this is something that my husband's team did or something that I heard of maybe from a client interaction, but they did house tours because it's like we're in our home environments. Like there's such a rare time for us to actually really get to know people intimately. Now, this might not be something that everybody is comfortable with. Uh, So tailor it to your team in that sense. But as you said earlier, like how do we embrace the fact that we're in a different environment and it allows us to uh, experience a different side of a person, no matter the size of your team, big or small. Another thing that comes to mind that I've seen Nate, my husband do is people's kids inevitably end up showing up at Mm -hmm. times. And so I've heard of some folks making it into like a fun little like kids show and tell, like, (laughs) like giving permission for kids to come in and engage, not like all the time, but you know, not making it a thing. If somebody's kid, interrupts a meeting. I like that. The other thing that I would say I've seen a lot of people do is find a way to like play games, Um, whether it's trivia. I know people are playing Jackbox. The one that I've seen a lot of people doing is Kahoot, which is made for school age children. But the theme there is like everybody wants everybody on the team takes a turn, builds a quiz. You play that quiz once in your team meeting and then the next meeting or whatever it is daily, however you want to do it, the next person does it. So everybody takes onus of a quiz and then everybody participates in that quiz as it's happening. So there's there's lots of ideas. And I think just connect with other people who are in teams and see what they're doing for fun. But remember, like what works well for one team may not work for another. The advice that should help that change though is if you're inclusive and you're making sure everybody's involved that's where i say like if your team really likes drinking and having happy hours if you're if you're seeing that work for another team but your team doesn't do that it might be really hard for you to have a happy hour if there's no other if there's no other theme or or game to pull things along yep yep and find the thing that works for you i would say my husband's team is pretty mellow for lack of a better word i hope none of them are listening and offended by that (laughs) uh meaning a lot of them are older and have children and so happy hours weren't a thing for them before but what Mm -hmm. they did institute is what they call team water cooler time so similar to how like if you know when you each like take a water break or something you would have the opportunity to just engage in casual conversation they've formally blocked that on the calendar for a couple of times a week so people can just pop in and talk about like like they would around the drinking fountain or going to the bathroom or getting lunch together, what's going on in their lives. Yeah. I think my wife's team does that. They're bigger, but they have 
a like lunch block. And so anybody who wants to join lunch can join lunch. Anybody who doesn't. So she'll like make a point to join lunch once or twice a week yep. just to like be a part of that. Um, yep. But that's also a good thing. But it also depends on the size of your team. If you're five people and I'm setting up lunch every day and no one joins me, like I'm going to be a very sad person. Very quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do we wrap this up in a bow of a summary? I'm hearing a couple of tips around small team. And then no matter what the size of your team, how can you take it remote? So right. s- small team tip is really about digging deeper and making sure that we're making it personal because we can in terms of passions and interests. So relate it back to them so that everybody of that small, small team feels included and wants to engage. And then on the taking it remote front, I heard you say, what do they normally do for fun? How can we make that digitally? How can we up the ridiculousness factor if that feels appropriate through things like hats and Zoom backgrounds and quizzes uh, and then this tip around like a team water cooler time. I love it. Well, that is. Anything? That's it. So with that, we'd love any tips or advice you guys have on doing this remotely or with a small team. So connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.